Shalom and good morning, everyone. I'm so happy you're here with me. I am Lee with Fiery Faith Ministries, and this is prep day, the sixth day of the week. We're so happy. It's March 17th on the Gregorian calendar. So, wow, what a week it's been. It's been a week of uh, lots going on, illnesses in our group, in our fellowship, uh, lots of stressful things going on in and around different communities. And we're just lifting everyone and everything in prayer uh, every day. I pray that we can continue to lift each other up as we get through and go through and proceed through every single day. It's just so important to keep our eyes focused on Yahweh and Yahusha and the example that he gave for us of how to be in our lives, how to walk our lives out and how to be with each other. So I'd like to say good morning to everyone here. I've been chatting in the in the live chat before I came on. Asia, good morning. Andrea, Wirewool, Betty, good morning, sisters. So glad to see everyone. My husband James is here. Uh, Amanda is here. Nina is here. And I'm just so happy every time we come on that we have everyone here that that is feeling led to join together in this fellowship so we can just lift each other up and um, we're stronger together, right? I think that's how it works. I'm going to read my prayer for the morning. This was what y'all placed on my heart as I was waking up and reflecting on the the coming Passover or this season of removing the leaven, this season um, of remembrance. I think it's a lot of remembrance as well, not just what was done, uh, what's done for us every day, but what was started with the Israelites as they were um, rescued. And here we are waiting for our rescue for our second exodus, for the second exodus. So this is what Yahweh had me woke up praying on, uh, lifting up as I do every morning. Yahweh, we praise you for every step we have been given this week, walking in your ways. We give you all the glory for everything you accomplished through us. Father, we pray we have been pleasing workers for your ministry that everyone is working for. Father, we sing praises and worship songs with enthusiastic joy for you are enough, always enough. Hallelujah to the King of Kings. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. Hands raised and hearts bowed. We are yours, Father. Father, we pray for the nations. We pray for our family. We pray for those that are searching and the lost sheep. We pray for repentance, for recognition that you, Father, are Yahweh Sebaot over all things. We pray for restoration, for as many as possible to be brought back under your wing. We pray for true revival stirring in the Ruach with fires lit and hearts bursting at the magnitude of your greatness. Father, we repent for everything that breaks your heart in us, and we pull it out and cast it away. Fill all those spaces 
If there are any spaces within us, fill them with the Ruach completely, completely within us so that no leaven may return. We are yours, Father. We lift our brethren and all needs spoken and unspoken, and we have faith in you that your will will be done in these situations. We are so thankful for the lamp of truth, your perfect Torah, and for the light of Messiah, the word made flesh that shines always on your truth. Yahusha, Messiah, our salvation. We look for you in the clouds and we long to be at your feet, beloved. Messiah, we pray to love like you taught and to live like you walked. In all these things we pray in your name, Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen. Amen. Ooh, that was one to absolutely pressed on my heart. I know there's so much going on. I'm lifting everyone that's sick, that's struggling, um, that health hasn't been completely restored yet. We know it's on the way. We know Yah is good to restore us and we have to have faith. And I have faith that he's working in all of our situations in all of our lives. His hands are on us and I feel it and I know you feel it. Even though it may seem like we're in this whirlwind, his hands are over us in such a protective way. And I, I literally see it like this over myself, over my house, over my family, over every single one of us here. You just have to realize whether you see him or not, whether you know it or not, he is protecting you every step of the way. Good morning, Casey. We're so glad to have you here as well. And I'm adding into what James brought on Wednesday. He spoke about the lesson of leaven, lessening the leaven. A wonderful play of words there. Lesson the leaven and a lesson on leaven. And the, I just reflected on what he brought and enjoyed you know, seeing at it, at it from the baking perspective. And then Betty put in a wonderful piece about the process of what the leaven is in the whole process of making the bread rise and work together. It's just amazing thing. I hope if you're not in our telegram groups, you join, maybe James can add that link in for me or someone that can grab it real quick and just put it in the chat. That would be great. But it was pressed on me the connection between the matzah and Messiah. And it's, it, I could talk about this one subject for a whole series. It was just, I, I had to pull myself back or this would have been hours. <laughs> I had to fit it within the talk that we have here. And maybe, you know, I'll need to finish this more expansive teaching on it or discussion about it. Because over the years of reading and studying and searching for Messiah, I've always been searching, um, but it took my eyes being open to truly see him. I just couldn't see him while I was steeped in, you know, the watered down existence that I had. For me, my eyes opened when I started observing the seventh day Sabbath. When we came out of participating in pagan holidays and started keeping the holy feast days instead of the holidays, when we started eating clean, obedience to Yah's testimony, his commands is what did it for us. 
like a jolt of lightning in our brains. Everything in the word came alive and illuminated. And there he was. There was our Messiah from the beginning to the end. And he was so beautiful. Everything I learned, everything was just jumping at us, right? Years of struggling to read the scripture of the Old Testament turned into a beautiful love story from Yah to us. Every page tells us how he pursued his children. He so lovingly formed and breathed life into and cared for. He knew we were imperfect. He knew what bad choices we were going to make. So he already formulated and had a plan of how to save us. You know, those words literally jumped off the pages at me and I could see the word as a movie reel in my mind. And it's truly amazing. And that's how it is for me now reading the word. It, it's a movie reel. I can see what's happening in my mind and I love it. it. It just you can't dig into it enough as far as I'm concerned. You know, that realizing that the long suffering and patience that he has for us is unparalleled. I don't think any of us could stand two weeks dealing with us or dealing with uh, what he has dealt with and all this existence we are in, you know, the long suffering and patience he has. None of us are capable of that. The people and the evil that was led in while not tending the garden vigilantly just like now, as it blooms from ancient seeds allowed to thrive that should have never seen the light of day. Going into Passover this year, I feel in my Ruach a feeling of urgency to shine the light of Messiah as brightly as we can. He is the doorway to the Father. No one will get to the Father except through Him. We have got to shout this from the rooftops. Let's speak of Messiah and his light to everyone we, we meet. Let's shine his light everywhere. And we can do that. We have him within us. I love what Nina says here. This is so true. This is exactly what I mean. It's the best love history, suspense, drama story ever. Horror you, and war, name it. You name it. It's a, it's a everything. And how blessed we are to have it. And once you dig in, once your eyes are open and your ears are open, that reel just plays out as you're reading and comes to life. It's living. So the connection of unleavened bread and Messiah. First, it is a symbol of his holiness, purity and sinlessness. His life and sacrifice was unleavened without the taint or uh corruption of the curse of death and there was therefore and was therefore considered a lamb without spot or blemish for the ultimate passover sacrifice in first peter 119 and 120 but with the precious blood of mashiach as of a lamb without blemish and without spot who truly was for or Ordained, foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. So he, like I said, y'all already knew what was going to happen and what would have to happen 
so that we now could be grafted back in. So I see the, the unleavened bread or matzah is that symbol of his holiness, his purity, and sinlessness. I just love doing this, this deep dive into this. It really opened my eyes even further. And that's, that's what the living word does. After Messiah was buried, he did not suffer the natural process of corruption. His body did not return to dust, the very curse of Adam and Eve. In Genesis 3.19, we see, In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return into the ground, for out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and unto dust you shall return. He didn't have to do that. In Psalm 16.10, for you will not leave my soul in Sheol, neither will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. And the correlation, the connection to us, what he's given us, he's saved us from the second death, from the being dead completely and not having the ability to be risen, to be with him in Hashamayim. As the second Adam, which we see in lots of scripture in 1 Corinthians, uh, Adam Hashini, his death killed the power of death, just what I was talking about, by putting away sin through the sacrifice of himself. And he did that for us, just like Yahuwah knew in the be very beginning, all of this, all of it. It was already all figured out. We think we have so much going on that he can't do this and can't do that. I mean, to tell you he can, he's already saved us from ourselves before we even existed. It's amazing. In Hebrews 9:26, for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world, has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. We are to live in purity and separation from the corrupting influence of sin in our lives. We are made unleavened or pure by the sacrifice of Yahusha. So our lives should reflect holiness and devotion to Adonai, because we understand that leaven, the leaven is the sin. The leaven is all that's in us that shouldn't be there. In 1 Corinthians 5, 7 and 8, purge out therefore the old leaven that ye may be a new lump, as ye are matzah, for even Mashiach, our Pesach, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice or wickedness, but with the matzah of sincerity and truth. And I pray for this for each of us, that as we're going into this Pesach season, that we're not just focused on, it's a feast. We're going to have this. We're going to cook that. We're going to play this. We're going to, you know, I want us to walk into this in, in humility and humbleness and realize what a serious time it is. Time is short. We can all feel it. We all know it. We have got to sit and reflect on ourselves. And what is it that is keeping us from being that unleavened, pure person? Yahusha 
gave the ultimate sacrifice for us. So we have got to do what we can to walk this out the way he did and purge any leaven within us, any sin, anything that is unpleasing to Yahweh, anything that corrupts the pureness that was given to us by the sacrifice of Yahusha. And that includes removing those those things in our flesh that are not pleasing to Yahweh. Malice, wickedness, envy, strife, hatred, anger, jealousy, all of these things that, that if you ask me, it blows you up like a giant piece of leaven like you've seen in that. <laughs> what Betty shared in the telegram was just this bread that had just exploded basically everywhere. We've got to remove that. We've got to remove that. And work. I work on it every day. It, it is literally something that we have to get up every day making an effort to make sure it doesn't creep back in. We can't be, we can't ignore for a second. We can't sleep while we're supposed to be on guard. We have to be vigilant, awake, and alert because it can creep in in the easiest of ways. Unleavened bread is called the bread of affliction. Lechem, one, literally bread of humiliation or bread of humility. When you look at it that way, I mean, it's hard not to see the connection. Partaking of this bread means humbly identifying with the sufferings and afflictions that Yahushua performed on your behalf and mine, as the prophet Isaiah wrote about Messiah, our suffering servant in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, surely he was born our griefs. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of Elohim and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And when you look at the matzah, you see the stripes across it. And I always think now when I when I make it and when I see it, when you buy it, those stripes show me the stripes that went across the back of our Messiah. And the holes that you poke in it are a remembrance of the hands and feet that were um, nailed to the wood, to the tree. So we absolutely, it's a reminder of what he did. He, by his stripes, we are healed. And we're fixing to see a pretty good uh, connection there as well. I love what Nina's got here. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst and the wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No pour new wine into new wineskins. Now pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. Amen. You got to take out, you got to make it a whole new situation. You must strip out, purge the old completely. So the word translated as stripes in other versions, you will see it as wound or blow. All of these are in the set come from the same root word as friend. So 
that very verse is going to have a completely different meaning. Habar in Brown Driver Big Briggs is to unite, join, bind together, be joined, be coupled, be in league, keep up, have fellowship with, and also the root word of that, Pael, to unite with, make an ally, to unite, join, ally, and an ally is a friend. So we can read the end of verse Isaiah 53, 5 as in his friendship we are healed. Not just his stripes, in his friendship we are healed. Yahusha gave up his life so that we could become his friends. We actually have his words explaining this very thing to us in John 15, 13. Greater love has no man than this that a man laid down his life for his friends. It's exactly what he did. Truly, Yahusha is our friend of all friends. In Proverbs 18, 24, a man that has a friend must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He absolutely does because it was his love and his friendship for us that he cared so much about that held him to that tree, that held him there. It wasn't just the nails. He was not there because he had no strength. He was there because he had more strength than any of us can ever understand. Understand, And it came from a place of love and a depth of love that I can't wait to understand. I think I understand it, but I know that I don't. I just, it's a whole nother level. We do not become sanctified by afflicting ourselves, but rather by sincerely trusting the afflictions endured on our behalf by Yahusha. Sanctification is the work of the Ruach HaKodesh in our lives, just as miraculous as regeneration itself. In 1 Corinthians 6.11, And such were some of you, but ye are washed but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of Adonai, Yahushua HaMashiach, and by the Ruach of our Elohim. Elohim's work saved Yisrael, just as it was Elohim's work that saves us from our sins. Eating the bread of affliction is really to eat the bread of his affliction, which testifies to our own powerlessness to affect righteousness. It is eaten in haste, not from the result of our planning. You know, to make bread is planning. You got to mix everything and close it up or cover it up, let it rise, beat it down, knead it some more, cover it up, let it rise. That's a, there's a whole planning process there, but it's to be eaten in haste. It is a commemoration that salvation is of Elohim rather than a work of our own. We do nothing on our own. And to me, that's what this season is about. And I wanted to end with these verses. They're some of the last things that Yahushua spoke to the Talmudim. And they speak to us now going into this season of Pesach, this season of removing the leaven, this season of spreading his word, you know, bringing people to the doorway. So in John 14, 15, if you love me, guard my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Ruach Emeth, 
whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him, but ye know him for he dwells with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while and the world sees me no more, but ye see me because I live. Ye shall live also. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that has my commandments and guards them, he it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Yehuda said unto him, not Iscariot, Adonai, how is it that you will manifest yourself unto us and not unto the world? Yahusha answered him and said unto him, If a man love me, he will guard my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loves me not guards not my words. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but my father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Ruach HaKodesh, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and I come again unto you. If ye loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I go unto my father, for my father is greater than I. Whew, absolutely grabs you in your heartstrings and is a hope for all of us and going into this Pesach time. I hope we can reflect on the deeper meaning here. There's many layers to this onion, just like there is within all of scripture. But I hope that we're also remembering the beauty that is shown to us by our Messiah that we can reflect on every single day and that we're able to shine this light of truth everywhere we go. It's a beautiful time to be alive. It's a beautiful season of feast that we're coming upon, but it's also a time to reflect on, you know, the ultimate sacrifices that Messiah gave the endurance. Um, he could have stopped it at any moment, but he loved us so much. And we should never, ever forget that. I love this. Amanda says, I pray that the only leaven we experience in the coming days is that of Matthew 13, 33. That's right. And I'm, I had that in here at the very end. And then I wanted to add um, what I had. Let me see if I can. I'm going to pull that up real quick. Because that was actually... That was actually something I had saved and I had so much in here. And she says here, cannot wait to see his kingdom rise up. And I agree. I'm looking for it every second of the day. I just want to pull this up. Matthew 13. 
And this is the only leaven that we should have. Another parable spoke he unto them. The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. It's ever expanding and ever growing. And we have to keep that in mind. I don't think that we can have an understanding completely of what the kingdom's going to be like. It's going to be something that we absolutely uh, won't be able to fathom or understand, but it's going to be beautiful. Thank you, James. There we go. <laughs> I didn't even see where you had that added in there. Absolutely. You know, it's just a reminder, not, as we see, not all leaven can be bad because the leaven here also could be uh, a reflection of how we are to share the word and that it grows. The truth will grow as we share it here and there and everywhere. And that's what we're called to do. I pray we all receive and are able to keep hold of that unspeakable shalom from him. Absolutely. I pray for that every day. I love the comforter too. Absolutely. Because with us always, you know, that's what I pray for is to keep the Ruach within us fi fired up and keep us so strengthened to endure. That's what his job is. That's what the comforter's job is. Yahweh inhabits the praises of Yasharel. I will be reading Psalm 150 over and over today. Amen. Well, I'm so blessed everyone was here today. And I hope that this was a blessing to you and that you shine your light out. And if someone asks, what's matzah all about? What is matzah all about? What's the deal with the matzah? Just tell them what the deal with the matzah is. Tell them the connection between the matzah and the Messiah. It's a wonderful way to uh, minister to our families that are still in churchianity. You know, it's a good thing, a good speaking point, a good conversation starter to say, hey, do you know there's a connection between the matzah and Messiah? It's just a good way to get it going. Well, I pray your prep day is wonderful and that your Shabbat is even more blessed. Join James and I tonight if you can on uh, Truth in Torah as we talk about this week's Torah portion. And as always, we love you. We pray, pray blessings upon you. And I bid you shalom.